Good morning, Wisconsin. So let's pour that coffee and talk to some experts about what's going on in Milwaukee, Madison, Washington, and beyond. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Should we talk about the government? Welcome, everybody. And, of course, Wednesdays means it's the uh, public safety focus of the Political Power Hour. Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications expert in studio, looking good as always. Political Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Does that mean I have political power? I don't know. I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> we'll that's find new, out in the next hour, new. Annie. But <laughs> the great thing about that concept is everything is touched by politics, including our first topic today, a simple topic like fireworks all of a sudden creates fireworks for communities. Tell the story. Well, and once again, we've got, you know, we've got media reporting where they're only interviewing the guy holding the baby and pushing the stroller and right. saying you're killing Fourth of July for the world. You know, you communists. I mean, this is not what's going on. So the uh, city of Wauwatosa, uh, the police chief and the fire chief uh, and DPW. So this is not. Just a law enforcement one, thing. This is a all three. staffing issue. Mm-hmm. And the mayor. Uh, and the mayor uh, and the city administrator. Everybody gets together and they say, listen, you know, we we cannot physically staff all of the things that are happening around that time. You have the July 4th fireworks and the parade all the same day. You have the RNC coming up. And, and let's not forget, no, the RNC is not being held in Wauwatosa, but it is. Because there are going to be hotels, there are, there's going to be increased traffic. There'll be some there, events in Wauwatosa, more there, than likely. Absolutely, there are going to be uh, motorcades that are going to be passing through. I mean, this is a you know this and 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 the city of Wauwatosa knows all too well what it's like when you have uh, uh, unrest in your city. So they don't want to see a repeat of that, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't happen. So what has happened is. All of these city leaders got together and they said, listen, we, we have to have the fireworks a different day. We just cannot simply do it. It's, it's just not safe. And by not safe, we don't mean the crime is going to run rampant. But when you have a, a large gathering, a mass gathering, there are certain precautions you have to put it into place. And this having the fireworks is a, you know, is a, is a choice. This is where reality Meets public perception, right? Perception is, oh, Fourth of July, fireworks, of course. Yeah, easy. Easy. We just have the folks, they, they watch watch us keep us safe during all of those activities. Mm-hmm. But as you just said, there's a lot, a heck of a lot of stuff going on this summer. What I love about this from the communications piece, they're out front of this, way out front. They absolutely are. And, you know, Chief McGillis is 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 a master at this. So he got out and, and he said, listen, I, you know, one of the things he did, if, if people have a chance, if you... Follow him on uh, on LinkedIn. He's got a great post up this morning, and it says, "I'm reminded of the words I learned as a young army, a young U.S. Army soldier. Mission first, people always, and that is absolutely what we're doing. Sometimes you have to make tough decisions and and challenging recommendations in the interest of public safety, and they're going to be unpopular sometimes. This, and I don't know how unpopular this is in Wauwatosa. I'm hoping that we can continue to do some." public information here so that people understand that the city of Wauwatosa has 96 sworn officers. So let's do the math on all the things that are coming up. So while the RNC is not happening on July 4th, 
you have, I mean, you have employees that, that need days off. They need a break in between these events. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we don't want to think that, we want to think that we've got, uh, you know, police officers that can work 24-7. But during the RNC, law enforcement, all law enforcement, I believe, is committed to these 12-hour shifts for their officers no matter where you are. You asked about reaction in Tulsa. Uh, I'm not going to take calls on it, but I'd love to see what you have to say. If you live in Tulsa or you attend those parades, those fireworks, 855-616-1620, just give me a, a sense of the pulse of what the community thinks. Look, the reality is police departments, public safety professionals are at their premium now, department after department, saying we need more help, we need to recruit. I see agencies that never had a problem finding officers. Now that's become a challenge. And I, you know, one of the most recent stories, Oak Creek hired eight police officers not that long ago. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened since I think the department was created. So there's a definite need, and staffing and workload is going to factor in. Annie Schwartz, our guest, as she is every Wednesday. We'll take a break here, Political Power Hour. As I said, if you live in Tosa, give us a shout, 855-616-1620. Quick text. They've decided we're going to have to move those fireworks to National Night Out. Now, I'm going to give Annie my take on why some of that might not be popular. That date choice, and some of you might already know where I'm going on that, I think that's part of the story as well. Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications expert in the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Just because it's the political power hour doesn't mean we're not going to play your theme song, your walk-up music. Oh, I was I was getting ready to start singing the, it was going to be the powerless hour because you were going to no. take away my, my girl is on fire song. I was telling you during a break, politics touches everything, including public safety. It's something that even Chief Morales, we had him on, I think it was last week or the week before. I mean, he even talked about that. Unfortunately, his efforts so far not reaping any results in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that yeah. is really disappointing. It is disappointing. What happened there? The the people that came to protest uh, the building of a new a new police uh, police facility, a new public safety facility. That we're not talking about a you know police station so that we got a place to put the coffee pot. I mean, it, this is this is a full scale police department training facility, a secure holding facility. I mean, it, you know, if the people of Fitchburg think it's okay to you know park in the Park in the parking lot and and walk a you know walk a prisoner you know in, yeah. without security that's fine and just as infrastructure is important like we're talking about with Fitchburg workforce is important and we were talking about the story from Tosa if you haven't heard they're going to move their fireworks to National Night Out that's I think the first Tuesday in August August seventh they're going to move the the fireworks because they simply don't have the staffing yeah and look you know it, again it, it's it we're not we're not trying to take away Christmas. Uh, which I think is how people feel. You know, they they feel that you know, my God, the traditions are you know going to going to hell in a hula hoop. However, <laughs> you know, uh, this we're talking about this year. Right. We're not taking. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take it it's away. Not forever, every year. Kids. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not a perpetual you know, ruling. An all day event like the Independence Day celebration is is taxing on police. The long fire, day. Long day. And DPW. I mean, let's think of all three of those agencies. We're not just talking talking about police officers to to provide security for an event. We're talking about all of the work that DPW has to do with barricades and all kinds of uh, uh you know and 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 traffic pattern uh you know uh, rerouting uh, the fire department in case I'm sure it would never happen but sometimes people decide to do their own fireworks. And, I was going to say yes. Or something, you know, tragic happens with the fireworks display itself. You this is not the day and age anymore. This is this is when you're having a 
parade in your community for the returning Super Bowl champions and you have to be thinking about what happens if this all goes bad. That's a and brilliant that point. exactly what they're doing. In, brilliant in point. Toast. So I thought about this when you told me we we're going to talk about this today. The element I think, and this is me saying this, I, I haven't heard this yet from people. There are some people, you and I both know this, who don't like law enforcement. They just don't like them. They don't like to see them. They don't like to be around them, which is silly to me, because when they need them, they're going to really ask them to show up really quickly. The fact that it's on National Night Out, which has typically been a, a day and nights where you, you sort of work with law enforcement, you celebrate that link, that community link between public safety and the community. I think there's probably a, a little bit of a groundswell. And again, this is me saying this in Tulsa that says, you know what? I don't want it on National Night Out. I don't want to be linked to the police in any way or public safety. Unfortunately, that's, that's how some people think now. You know, Steve, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, going to ever so respectfully disagree with you. That's on that fine. One because I believe that when we're talking about National Night Out, typically we're talking about an event that brings the community together. That's the goal, I, yes. I don't, I don't necessarily think that it is, um, it, it is obviously its roots are law enforcement centric, but when we're talking about the city of Wauwatosa, and I've seen events in the, in the city of Wauwatosa, whether it is, uh, when they do the events on State Street or when they do, uh, you know, anything at Hart Park. Yes, maybe people are going to, to come who, you know, who you would rather didn't come. And I don't know what that looks like. It's it a very small anything. but vocal minority. It's a small but a vocal minority who can disrupt if, if they want. So I think that th- when it comes to this particular issue, I don't see a backlash for moving it to the National Night Out celebration. I, in the way that you're describing, I, I think there's going to be backlash just because people want Fourth of July fireworks on Fourth of July. Let me give you a little flavor of what the text line's saying, and, and uh, this one is from Tosa. Uh, the story will just start to sink in today. I, I only saw a notice about it yesterday. Reaction will be swift as a longtime resident. These fireworks are a deeply held tradition for many families. The rationale for the cancellation is sound, but emotions may be strongly opposed. You know, that's the, but that's exactly it. That, that, that is the perfect comment to what we are talking about. Uh, one more from Tosa. Uh, this one doesn't live in Tosa, but works in Tosa. Uh, during the various riots and marches throughout 2020, we all remember that. Last couple of years has been difficult. And for work, we would have to board up our windows and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't mind if they're changing it so that that way the uh, law enforcement is less spread out, understaffed, with more coverage. Difficult to keep everybody safe. Our police needs to be safe police department as do we it's a very hard job and i will totally support the fireworks being in august instead of july plus it just kind of extends the celebration anyway it's a positive way of looking at it it's one time one year because all of the 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 forces are converging at the same time as a vortex a vortex of public you know uh, events. There's the Harley Davidson uh, rally homecoming. There is all the festivals, you know, all of the festivals, so many things. And let's not forget that Wauwatosa in very many, very many parts of that city are an extension of the city of Milwaukee. Yes. Yes. Uh, one more from the text line before we go to break. Uh, people just need to relax and go with the flow. They're, they're <laughs> still getting them just a different day. Go to another village and watch them if you need them on that day. And, and the other thing I could add on to that one, I don't know what Tulsa's like on 4th of July, but in my community, sometimes the post-city fireworks are just as good as the city ones. All those private demonstrations, those uh, you know, the people blowing off their own fireworks. There's a reason why all those freeway locations do good business for fireworks, because people buy them, and they blow them off 
on the 4th of July. I'm, I'm not concerned about this. I want public safety to make smart decisions. This seems like a smart decision because they, they have to decide, do they have enough people to handle all these events safely? And when people, when we're having the discussion about more staffing, when it comes to law enforcement, when it comes to firefighters, this is what we're talking about. These are the effects of not having that, that staffing that, that the, that the chiefs are asking for is this is what happens. It's, this isn't something that doesn't affect you. This is something that we can see right now absolutely affects you. And, and I'm going to give a hats off to Chief McGillis for getting in front of this and for, Making a tough decision, and, and and what he knows is going to be an unpopular decision. Uh, one more text. I'm going to break. People just need to relax and go with the flow. They are still getting them, just on a different day. Yes, of course they are. We get so worked up about this stuff. <laughs> Ultimately, leaders, whether it's public safety or, or community leaders, they have to make the the right, smart decision for their community. We've seen enough examples of when things go bad, whether it's the Kansas City. Super Bowl parade or, you know, other events around this country that have been marred by the, you know, parades, certainly. We know that story, right? Very well. Waukesha and happened in Illinois a couple summers ago. I think it was on the 4th of July, actually. It was. It was their Independence Day uh, celebration in uh, Lake County. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that we have to consider. It's the reality that maybe we don't want to face, but we have to. Annie Schwartz, our guest, as she is every Wednesday, political power hour with a public safety focus on this Wednesday. After the break, something I do not like, Annie Schwartz. Nor do I. Red light cameras. Hmm. We're going there. Next. We're talking with my guest. I can't hit the button for some reason. I'm, the, the boom is getting in my way. I know you get so frustrated when you're in here. <laughs> Why do I get so nervous when, Annie, when Annie Schwartz is here? Because I think she's smarter than me, to be honest. Does that bother me? I shouldn't. Well, Kathy's smarter than you. I say that all the time. She reminds me of that fact every morning. (laughs) Uh, We we talk about public safety this hour, if you haven't uh, realized that. And, you know, people say, how does politics shape? It shapes everything, especially public safety. We're talking about having enough people to do those jobs. We're talking about policy that's somehow sometimes shaped by public officials. This stuff matters, folks. And in the case of Tosa, which we were just talking about, that's one of those things that it's driven by a decision made by leaders. They don't want it to be political, but sometimes it is. And the narrative gets so screwed up, Steve, when we start talking. I, I, I just imagine the discussions in Madison when, you know, when lawmakers are thinking about uh, police staffing. Uh, and, and what we end up hearing is we hear from the most vocal you know, uninformed parts of the of the of the community where people say we don't want more police. Oh my gosh, you're just trying to. You know, we need to do other things with that with that money for the community. Okay, one of the things we want to do for the community is we want to have a really nice fireworks display on the Fourth of July, but we can't have nice things because we don't have enough police officers. So, I, I think that that's a that's a, a big piece of this. That when people hear that staffing is going to be affected, they think it means less you know less police officers on the street to mess with you or stop you for speeding or or you know to to do something untoward. We're talking about staffing for the most basic uh, activities in a community. So here's another one of those things that's shaped by public policy and political leaders. Red light cameras. We're going to tee it up for you, and then we'll get to it after the bottom of the hour news, which is coming up momentarily. Um, you and I are not fans of red light cameras. Yeah, I know that the technology is out there. I, I think it's flawed. I I've actually have a direct example of that I'll relate relate to you. I did it on the afternoon show yesterday with uh, Kristen, 
It's a flawed technology, and Annie, as we sort of teed up before the news, this is something that we're going to see people talking about all over our area because when you have a shortage of real people to do the work, sometimes technology is the, the fallback. So we're going to get to that story and a whole lot more with Annie Schwartz. There's, there's some, always some sad news in public safety, unfortunately. We'll get to some of those stories as we uh, tee up the next half hour. Talking to public safety with my guest, Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications expert. I got a couple I love Annie Schwartz texts. So, uh, oh. Just for you. Nice. On your day, Wednesday, every Wednesday on the uh, Political Power Hour here on WTMJ. Any from my bank? Or like. <laughs> no. Why are you worried? No, yeah, just, I like to check it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a good plan. All right, so we're going to talk about red light cameras. I, I interviewed the mayor last week for my uh, decision was, no, my Scavidiology podcast. We talked about things other than politics and some of the things that. They come into his day-to-day work. And one of the things he talked about was traffic calming measures, red light cameras. I am not a fan. Quick story, and then I want to hear what you have to say about this. My daughter, Chrissy, uh, in in, uh, Chicago area, the surrounding area, a lot of places, they have these red light cameras. And they actually, in some places, capture images of you going through the intersection. So they sent me this, sent her a little car, and she showed it to, to me. Hey, Dad, look at this. Every one of the images, the light was yellow. And they still sent her a ticket for a red light violation. I challenged it. I lost. She still had to pay a hundred bucks. But Chicago, Steve. I mean, that's all I can say. Chicago. This is a pol- again. This is the opinion part of this, which I, I don't do as much as I used to. This is a political money grab. It's a it's a way to fund things because you know most people they're just going to pay it. It's technology I think used in the wrong way. Now saying that, it's not shocking to me. That in cities like Milwaukee and other places, they're starting to look at these things because technology sells. There's a lot of marketing going on. And it's a direct response, whether we like it or not, to not having enough people to do those jobs. Your thoughts, Annie? Which goes right into what we were talking about in the first half hour, which was, you know, staffing. Uh, You know what? I, I just I would rather not see municipalities line their their coffers with fines from, you know, upstanding citizens who failed to stop six inches before the solid line. Right. I mean, it, uh, it, it's the, uh, the the issue to me is that w- uh, red light cameras don't penalize the people who are causing the real problems in the city with the reckless driving and with the stolen cars. Red light cameras penalize the people like you and me who don't stop six inches before the solid right. line. Or we sometimes or, go when it's yellow. Or you're in a hurry to get to work. Uh, you know, to your jobs, something. It, it, there's no excuse for running a red light. But if we're trying to, if we're saying it's addressing a problem, then let's not penalize the people who don't have anything to do with the problem. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's an interesting, there's an interesting Pandora's box here if we want to have the discussion. And that's, uh, you know, let's use the Alper system, right? Just say we're going to use the Alper system. That's the automatic license plate reader system. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have that. Let's use that to start enforcing expired registration. Yeah. And you Which could, actually you, would make more sense you to You could me. turn that on tomorrow and it will be shut off as fast as that common council can say tax on poor people. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we have to decide what, what problem we're, we're trying to solve here. And I am... I am not a fan of uh, of the red light cameras. This is just me and experience in trying to message it to to people. I mean, I've I've talked with uh, police chiefs around the country who have said we don't want these things. We don't think this is helping. You know the issue. I mean, like you know, like the guys who are driving ninety miles an hour down the wrong side of the road are going to see a traffic camera and say, "Oh, my driving record." 
Yeah, I, I, it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Unfortunately, it just gives us more pictures of people having horrendous driving habits, right? Because it captures some of these images. Still pictures, but it's still going to be illustrative of the problem. You don't have to drive any farther than Wisconsin. I saw an accident here the other day coming to work, a block away. People don't. They're not paying attention at all. They're not looking at the lights. They don't care, especially early in the morning when it's still dark. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the lights. They just go. Right. And you know what? And and so and the guy that does that, even if it's, you know, guy on his way to work and, oh, my goodness, he's, he's, he's not one of the people. He is one of the people or she is one of the people that is contributing to the issue of reckless driving. It's just it's not just stolen cars and reckless driving. It's also inattentive driving. I mean, this is you know, this is a problem as well. We've seen we've seen deaths on our streets where people were simply not paying attention and 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 took a life you know so i think we can't necessarily say red light cameras are you know are are bad because they uh they only address this uh, uh they 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 penalize you know the good working people but i the good working people can be inattentive as well here's, so here's the political piece of this the legislature's already said no to these things but as we know there's new maps Governor just signed them. Was that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yep, yesterday. So we are, and the governor will be on the show on Thursday, by the way, for those of you who want to hear from him. Um, this is one of those things that could be changing. We, we could have a legislature, the makeup or the the leadership could change in the assembly, maybe the Senate, and that might take a couple of years. That's where this early sort of testing the waters about what people think about them, that's why it's happening today, because new maps may be coming, new leadership in the in the legislature. And they are, they are seeing proponents of red light cameras. Here's our moments. Now, if you have a thought about red light cameras, 855-616-1620. I'm going to read this fun text. Then we're going to go to break again. Annie Schwartz, my guest, as she is every Wednesday. Steve, Annie Schwartz is awesome. Please let her know we've been trying to reach her about her car's warranty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. Yes, that oh, is the... That, that is the didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was Nikki Haley. We have text confirmation that your warranty is under question. <laughs> I would tell you to ignore that one. All right, Annie Schwartz, the uh, public safety focus in this political power hour on Wednesdays, WTMJ. Oh, I see what you did there. I had to think about it for a second because I, I just heard the Roxanne. I go, there's no Roxanne's in this studio, but red light. Oh, yeah. that's a... Different, whole different context and meaning. That's a long way to go at 9.45 in the morning, which I still consider kind of like the middle of the night. I so. still appreciate the effort, though, by Producer Charlie. Absolutely. And I got two producers. Producer Aaron's in there as well. There you go. Um, from the text line, real quick, I just want to run through. We had a caller that said it's, it's all a money grab, which mm-hmm. I agree with. Uh, from the 414, red light cameras, taxation through citation. <laughs> There's legal challenges, apparently, in Missouri. Uh, here's one that's in favor, Annie. Mm. 920. I'm in favor of red light cameras. If a good working person gets a ticket... May make them more cautious. All right, I, I, you know, I'm not and I will about give the you good, that. Good people. I'm worried about the offenders, the chronic offenders who don't care. I'm worried about the rationale. So, you know, you know, does Mayor Johnson acknowledge that that this is uh, that this is trying to curb? This is a move to try and curb the issue of reckless driving and stolen cars. And if that's what this is. I, I think we do better with you know with the cameras that 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 are already out, with flock cameras for example right. that that grab you know that grab video or grab photographs. Uh, this doesn't seem to be the seem to be the way. But I want to hear. I mean, I'd like to hear from people who say we think this is a great idea. Uh, so far, I just have one. Um, Annie, you're right on, on with your comments. As a retired nine 
one one dispatcher of thirty three years of service. They wow. know. They know. They they see and hear everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. By the, the way, f- thank you for your service. Yeah, that's a long time to be a dispatcher. <laughs> Imagine the stories that that person could tell. Um, Chicago's. This is from the two six two. Chicago's red light cameras are run by a private company, mm-hmm. which gets more than half of the money and operates by its own rules. Yeah, exactly. Shocked. Simply shocked. <laughs> They also shorten the yellow lights to three seconds. I still don't know why I lost that one for my daughter. Every picture was a yellow light, and yet she was charged with a violation. Perhaps not not one of your listeners. I I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know what I, I don't I don't know. Um, I just think it's an easy one. They they think it's an easy solution, but it's not because you, all you're going to get is the good folks. You're not going to get the the chronic offenders. They don't care about that. They don't pay the tickets in the first place. You know, general surveillance cameras to track down reckless drivers. That's one thing, right? But but this is something completely different. And I, I just, I don't know. You know what? And I'm always willing to have that discussion with someone who says, Anna, you're not understanding the whole piece. Because I remember when we first got ShotSpotter in the city of Milwaukee, which has now got a name that I can't remember. So there And also was, Chicago just discarded that. Apparently Chicago, now there's some pushback. Well, they're going to they're gonna give it a little bit of an extension. They're going to say, well, maybe, but we'll see. You know, uh, there's a feeling here in Milwaukee that ShotSpotter has been, has been a great success because people don't call 911 every time there are shots fired, but we find out about it when ShotSpotter is activated. Right. So, you know, that was, and that was a huge, that was a big, big spend for the city of Milwaukee. But I feel like we did a good job back when I was at the police department of telling people why it was necessary and why it was important. I'm really not, I'm not hearing the, the strong argument and maybe I should, maybe I'll pay more attention, but I'm not hearing the strong argument for why red light cameras make sense. I did a little crowdsourcing with my, my friends <laughs> who you? are, you know, the police chiefs and I got, you know, I got text messages back about, you know, three inches long saying, well, this is it's it. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But the the uh, it it feels like you're doing something because people are just fed up, Steve. They want to hear people say, "Okay, we're going to get red light cameras," and then the guy with no driver's license who switched the plates on the car, we're going to get we're going to keep him from going ninety miles an hour down you know Swan Boulevard. And I want to be clear, I'm not I'm not against technology. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the traffic and infrastructure investment, some of the traffic calming things, data show it works. Like physical barriers, that some of that slowing traffic actually works. I don't think this is a proper use of technology because, as as a texter said, if you're going to hand this off to a private company, their sole interest is is in making money, not necessarily enforcement. I understand it's sort of tied to that, but that's not their main concern. It's 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 revenue, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see people, good drivers who make you know, a slight mistake, be penalized the same way as someone who just ignores. All traffic lights, completely. That doesn't seem fair to me, and it's dishonest. Agreed. And you know what? If I'm 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 late for my for my Wednesday shift here at, at TMJ, and I and I run a, le- a red light, you know, because I'm just trying to get to work and I'm not paying attention. I absolutely deserve. Oh, everybody's recording this one. I absolutely deserve to get a ticket for that. I do. But that's not the problem that we are. And that addresses inattentive drivers, certainly, right? But it doesn't solve the issue that i see now it's it's become a thing every time i'm i'm driving for an errand i'm seeing somebody driving like you know like their their rear end is on fire and i want (laughs) to know you know it's and people say what are we doing about that so if this is meant to curb that i i don't feel like and just in 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 my i i my experience i don't think the chiefs police chiefs feel like that is the solution 
Uh, a couple texts before we get to break here, final break of the hour. Um, I was stopped at a red light last week on Silver Spring, and a squad pulled next to me and told me to just look both ways. I think that's an officer doing the right thing, right? He's telling you to be careful. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ticket. They have the discretion. I think they still have that. I'd like to think that some a squad did not pull up to you and say, hey, this is a long light, buddy. Just go ahead. <laughs> like to think that didn't happen. Um, but, you know. And, you know, I was telling my story about my daughter and her and her ticket. A lot of people echoing the same thing. They, they don't understand why they got the ticket. And, and sometimes, like ours, it doesn't show a red light violation. And unless I'm wrong, going through a yellow light is not a... Is not a problem. I mean, obviously, you you want to be careful with that, right? Because people are so anxious to go the other way, you could get yourself uh, hurt. But all of us, I don't care what level of driving you've been, we've all had this issue. You have to make a decision. It's still a personal call. Do I stop abruptly sometimes, or do I go? And, and you have to make that call on your own. Because sometimes a hammering on the brakes could lead to something happening behind you for what did you mention before? Inattentive driver behind you? I always look behind me exactly. to see if there is, you know, somebody sending the LOL to their to their buddy. That's why we're good drivers. <laughs> and my record shows it. I haven't had a ticket in like thirty years for speeding. I have uh, never. I have been stopped only once by a police officer in my entire and you smiled and that was the career. end of it. No, I was polite. I said I'm sorry. I I wasn't a jerk. I mean, you know, well, that, but that's another topic for another day, yes. right? Yeah. Just listen to what the officer tells you. Do what All the right. nice officers tells you to do. Yes. Which it just quick break, and then a, a sad story uh, that we're gonna we're gonna share with you, and uh, it, another illustration of how dangerous the public safety professionals' jobs are every day. Final couple of minutes with Annie Schwartz. Uh, a sad story from Burnsville, Minnesota, Annie, um, and it, it involves. We've talked about this before with domestic violence. One of those calls, the most dangerous calls for public safety professionals in the case of, of Burnsville, Minnesota. Three people lost their lives. They did, and this is one of the examples that we talk about when we talk about law enforcement and we say the domestic violence call is one of the most, if not the most dangerous call that a, that a public safety professional responds to. Uh, so two Minnesota police officers from uh, Burnsville uh, Police Department, uh, Paul Amstrand, uh, Adam Finseth, who is a firefighter paramedic for their fire department, and Matthew, I hope it's Ruge, R-U-G-E, Rouge, I don't want to say his name incorrectly, but these three were all killed. In fact, the firefighter paramedic was shot and killed while treating the, uh, while treating the, uh, uh, the officers. So, again, our hearts go out. I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're thinking about moms like Patty Jerving. Who is you know a, a, who is just a, a short time away from losing her son Peter at MPD, and and all the moms that that listen to us, we we thank you for your sacrifice, and we are mourning the loss of our brothers up in Minnesota. Well said, and and we I echo those thoughts and prayers. Uh, the public safety components of my weekly political power hour right here on WTMJ.